What's going on, everyone? Welcome to the Daniel and Mark Show, brought to you by Hardcore Head Start. As usual, Marky and I are here with absolutely no idea what the hell to talk about, uh, so we're going to find out. Let's start with a review of the week. Marcus Aurelius, how's your week been, bud? Yeah, it's been it's been unreal, mate. Like uh, some ups and downs. Uh, I think early in the week, I told you I went to get the went to get the vaccine, and uh, I don't I don't know like whether it was just. Uh, feeling uneasy that day or whatever but and, and like mixed in with a few of needles um i passed out and then you know i had a bit of like a little i was a little bit yeah. concerned at the time but you know two days in um actually that same night i, I went for i went for a jog yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i was like as, as a joke when when i when they were sort of checking my blood pressures and and sort of uh you know doing the blood sugar level test uh in the hospital just to check if i was okay after yeah. after i passed out um i said to the nurse without really thinking i was just like uh do you think it's uh, do you think it's advisable that i go on a jog tonight what if i take it easy <laughs> and they all looked at me like you just hit your head you just hit your head <laughs> you got a concussion but bro <laughs> you got a concussion are you still speaking all right maybe we'll, 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 we'll review this in an hour um no but they 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 suggested uh they suggested you know maybe going on a walk but just taking it easy mm. but I was, I was pretty stubborn and like joining the voice of johnny boy in my ear was just like hey you stop being a fucking pussy <laughs> <laughs> go and get your run done hey i think um before we get into the run because i know about it and i want people to know about it because it's amazing but um i think people would be interested in you know if they haven't already got the covid jab like the first one right like what's it um kind of what what's the routine what's it like like what was it like to uh actually i guess even book other is it availability like or everything yeah for sure i, I think uh, look it, it is a bit difficult because you have i suppose um you've got you've got new south wales cases on the rise and then we're at an inflection point where i feel like more people are open to the idea of getting the vaccine uh, so when mm. I think I can't remember the exact day, but Dan Andrew announces, you know, we've got X amount of Pfizer that's available to the young active group, you know, okay. sort of the 19 to 30 year olds. So um, that becomes available. You go online and like, I just couldn't get anything at like 7 a.m. So I just kind of left it for a couple of days, mm. went to book it. And I think there was like the earliest, um, earliest appointment was like two or three weeks out. Oh, okay. And my brother had actually cancelled his appointment and checked it again and found out like a lot of people were either cancelling or these new appointments were coming up. So Right. After a bit of back and forth I got my appointment in like within a week. So I'd gone from an appointment that was three weeks out to now one week out. Um you get like, you know, a letter that says turn up at your appointment at this time, you line up and you do your check ins and you go through a line and it's usually about half an hour 40 minutes so it's not that long mm. i don't know if you saw on the news new south wales i was saying like people waiting like six or seven or eight hours for their no i, I didn't honestly <laughs> i don't even honestly i haven't watched the news since i left home <laughs> so that's i'm so far behind and all this stuff that's why i need people like you to tell me what the hell's going on <laughs> yeah now look the, the short of it is you know it went pretty smoothly it was like a 30 30 to 40 minute wait uh, they ask you about your history, the you know, any sort of 
reactions you've had to that sort of stuff and then yep. they give you an injection you get put into a waiting room for 15 minutes yep and then you get a lollipop and you're on your way so like hell yeah um, <laughs> in, ter- in terms of like symptoms like most people usually have like a sore arm for like uh for like two days that seems to be the most common um i suppose like symptom that most people experience uh, but mm. otherwise yeah each people each person is a bit different and the reactions are a bit different um, what did you how did you what were your symptoms though oh i passed out and hit my head so <laughs> yeah, well, that was that was immediately though right so i'm hoping that wasn't just the covid vaccine <laughs> surely that yeah, was a... well, that, i think that was yeah that was straight away so I, I, i've got no idea whether it was just you know sort of low blood sugars or like um like feeling a bit unwell that day um but yeah like lots of people sort of you know faint anyway just because like they're scared of needles um oh yeah i know oh dear are you are you are you terrified of needles not me my partner is um so she's like fucking terrified dude it's intense man like you go there and not apparently these days you're not allowed to like hold them down and give them like any kind of blood test or injection or anything like that but back in the day she used to be like literally had to be held down she's unreasonable with it it, it's for some reason it's just one of those things that it just doesn't click with it just doesn't make sense she's like i'm not i'm terrified of it and it's, it's not rational she knows it's not rational it makes no sense but she can't help the reaction when the minute you know something like that happens it's uh when she's in front of a needle are you how bad is your like fear of needles uh it's not it's not bad like i i had i was in the hospital like 18 months ago just for a routine so like blood check like mm. uh, uh, and I think that's probably the worst ones of them more because they've got to use the bigger syringe to actually get the blood out. Yeah. yeah. If you're if you're if you're scared of needles, looking at the blood can sometimes make you feel lightheaded. So I didn't pass out then, and I I had the flu injection, uh, 2019. So before COVID happened, um, I didn't even feel that one. So, mm. I mean, like I was scared of them when I was younger, but most of it was you know other than a kind of you know, sort of just anticipating the injection, not like anxious about it or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was, it was a bit weird, but you know, I, I don't want to, yeah, I don't, I don't think, I don't think it's nothing to be concerned about. I still recommend like, if you're considering getting the vaccine, you sort of, this is the way, this is what made me get my vaccine, right? So I figured that at some point, the conversation is going to change from, how many cases there are in COVID to how many people are vaccinated before we start opening up and sort of, you know, letting like reducing the lockdown restrictions, that sort of thing. So if we get to a point where two, two out of three people are vaccinated, they open up the economy and you're more likely to, you know, the people who are vaccinated, they become a little bit more like, you know, they still wash their hands and sort of thing, but there's going to be a little sense of, I don't have to worry as much yeah so then you know potentially if you're in the camp where you're one in the one third and you haven't had your vaccine there's a chance you might get sick so i just figured like you know at some point we'll probably all catch the covid so like may as well sort of get vaccinated Um, yeah yeah that's that's kind of where i stand with it like i know it's a touchy subject with some people but that's where i sort of stand with it yeah Uh, it's i like from uh i guess a reported point of view that it dwells with symptoms a little bit like the symptoms when you get it if you have the jab are not as harsh it's interesting to me that you can still get it even though you have the vaccine i'm like 
for some reason in my little brain that just doesn't make sense <laughs> um and obviously the you know the the span of how quickly the vaccine came to us is also like a bit questionable but yeah i honestly i think yeah i think uh i'm going to start looking into getting it within you know dependent on availability obviously but i think yeah i'm gonna go and i'm gonna go and get it as well just to just to get it done (laughs) i think look i think we can talk on vaccine for a while but i think there's probably more interesting topics to talk about slightly Um, (laughs) but um yeah do you want to do you want to tell me what's at the forefront of your mind has there has there has there been much that's sort of changing your life uh like over the past week um change yeah maybe just kind of like another reinforcement that you know we and hug or are on the right path if that makes sense um just some of the feedback we've been getting from uh, a lot of the other boys friends and some of the people that we're mentoring and um just the general public and anyone viewing all the content so far is yeah it's really heartwarming like it's really really good but a lot of people are saying that you know it's really really helping them it's changed it's you know we've had people already say it's changing their lives and stuff like that and um from a person who benefited from this content in a real way like you know i exist this daniel exists because of you know the hardcore heads that lifestyle and the way um yeah. yeah it's i know it's pretty good feeling like to be able to see a lot of other people benefiting benefiting from this and yeah, it means means a lot. <laughs> it's pretty cool. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, I think it's so true. I, f- I feel like definitely there's been more conversations and like maybe people paying a bit more attention now because we're sort of creating more content. Um, mm. People a bit more curious about you know what we're talking about and um, we've we've covered like some really interesting topics. We've had some really interesting guests. We've heard from different perspectives from different boys in the group. So uh, definitely feels like you know, where uh, I suppose a lot of it was like planning and thinking, but now we're sort of creating a lot of content which people can watch and sort of get a sense of where our head's at when it comes to personal growth, when it comes to, you know, pushing your limits and, and all that sort of stuff. Mm. Um, I mean, what's, what's, uh, what have you been up to like this past week? Have you been sort of like doing some runs or have you sort of been uh, like doing, you know, more like looking at a lot of the trading and investing sort of setups or uh, working on podcasts. What's, uh, how have you spent your sort of past week? So it's actually like probably equal or not equal parts, but it's, it's relatively all of those things. Um, yep. So trading is always trading and investing has just been a big part of my life for like five years now. So for me, it's like yep. natural to always be thinking in that way and kind of associate myself with always looking at the markets as much as possible. Um, so that hasn't changed, but I'm trying to look for more setups for people and all that kind of stuff. Um, uh, when it comes to working out, I unfortunately have hurt my f- toes. So like my uh, uh, my second toe from my from yeah, I've, I've hurt my second toe from my uh, big toe on both feet, and they're like they're just erect. Like both of them, it, it's called like meta parcels or something. Might have, I can find it for you what it's actually called, but essentially like, huh? 
like the little bone like little bones yeah yeah like that connect yeah that's right that that connect your kind of like your foot to your toe that little base there those are like just almost removed like they're just out of the socket and they just hurt so much but um it takes me probably pain or is it a sharp pain uh it's like constant yeah but obviously i'm still running so it's like um to get rid of them it's like don't run at all and i'm like well then i feel like a bitch so i run and it just hurts more which is fun but i'm not running i'm I'm trying to not run every day i'm running like every second day or i'm running three or four days in a row then i'll have two days off to relax to recover if that makes sense so i'm trying to add a little bit more kind of recovery into it um but i also hit a I hit a bench press PB the other day. Woo. I think it was uh, 85 kgs. So pretty happy with that. 80 or 85? It's in the book over there. I don't know, but I, th- I think it's 85. That's awesome. How, how long have you been? Uh, how long have you sort of been in the rhythm for for lifting like this time around? Like I know, you know, we sort of sort of get into routine and sort of fall out and start again how long this time have you been around do you think um fairly consistent to get to this point yeah uh for probably uh the book's over there so i could tell you but i don't know hold on let me get my book this will be an interesting <laughs> yeah let's do it <laughs> so these are our numbers boys <laughs> All right, so we've got yeah, so probably about yeah two two and a bit months of um, consistently uh, lifting more and more every every week. So I'm doing progressive overload, that type of benching. So essentially just um, increasing uh, reps and weight periodically uh, once you can actually you know consistently uh, hit that weight with still like two reps in the tank if that makes sense so I'll do I started very very light I started at like I think it was yeah 55 kilos with um, seven reps and then once my chest stops hurting then I'll do eight reps then when my chest stops hurting I'll do nine reps then I'll do 10 then I'll do 11 then I'll do 12 and then I'll put the weight up after I get to 12 right so then it would go to like 57.5 then i would do seven reps so doing the maths on that you've you've uh, you've increased from 55 to 85 so that's 30 kilograms oh so 85 is a pb so that's a one that's a what that's a one rep max um but before that it was like 72 and i was struggling to actually lift that i swear to you um but now yeah now 85 it went up really clean as well i was pretty happy with it um, that's massive have you have you found like you've had sort of consistent progression over the last couple of weeks or has there been you know sort of being stuck at that sort of 80 kilograms and then being able to crack through it or just being a little bit heavier consistent there literally hasn't been a lift where i haven't got stronger yeah, yeah it's really awesome. weird it's really 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 weird but i also because i put on a re- uh, like a lot of weight recently or a decent amount of weight i can i can feel that and i feel stronger and heavier like i feel like there's more of a foundation supporting it if that makes sense so i weighed in at like 
well, for anyone who watches this who knows me, I've weighed 68 kilos for like my entire life. And then the last like two months, I now weigh 80. You just got the ectomorph body type where your body just doesn't fluctuate more than a kilo. And any fluctuations is just how much water you had that day. Pretty much. <laughs> and if I go and take a shit, I lose two kilos. That kind of... <laughs> so, I don't know. It's pretty... Uh, that's what I... I'm pretty happy with that working out thing, which is exciting. Because for me, like... What did huh? you say? You... I was just going to say, what's your current weight? It's like 80... 80 yeah, 80 kilos, roughly. So, That's like, I, I probably put on weight too quickly. Yeah, it's fucking heaps. But that's kind of where, I don't know, that's where my focus has been at a little bit. And um, for, like, we pride ourselves here at Hargo, Hargo Hesart, and it kind of rec- um, reflects in the most previous podcast, uh, you know, taking extreme ownership um, of indiscipline. Right, and, and in one area I've been letting go in my life is, you know, uh, I guess, you know, the physical part of it. Because I've been so lucky for a very long time and had, you know, a really, really fast metabolism, I haven't really had to think about it. I can eat whatever I want and be at, you know, just naturally a decent level of fitness. Mm. But there's like, that's like, in my opinion, it's just cheating. Mm. Like that's the weakest way out of it possible. I'm like, well, what if I can actually gain weight and shit like that? And I, I thought for the longest time, uh, any skinny guy out there, I promise you, you'll think this right now. is like, oh, it's not possible for me to put weight on. Yeah, Dude, if, if you actually start sticking to a diet and start honestly being in a surplus because no one actually tracks their calories, so they always think they're in a surplus, they never are. Then you can actually gain weight. Yeah. If, if, you're, if you're setting any long-term goals, you have to start or starting any new habit for that matter, right? You have to start measuring where you're at, right? Mm. What, your in, what your inputs are, what your um, calories are, are actually going in mm. for you to know whether you're actually objective or not when you're looking at the numbers, right? Because yeah. you could be a skinny guy thinking you're eating enough food, but you know, you, you eat a bit extra in this day and then the other days you, you skip a meal. Like Yeah, that's exactly what I used to do. Are, yeah. And it feels like you're eating more because yeah. you remember the times when you eat more. It's that positive bias, yeah? Yeah, absolutely. We'd lie to ourselves so easily, justify something so quickly. Be like, You look at one meal and you're like, oh, that'll have double or triple the amount of calories it actually does. You're like, yeah. come on. <laughs> so if you so, go. What, where, where's the, so what's the end goal with this? Is there like, a, uh, is it kind of you just want to maintain 80 kilograms and and sort of get stronger or do you want to sort of reach any sort of uh do you have any sort of short goals or long-term goals or um when it comes to weightlifting and, and sort of like just body size um you know body physique yeah i'm i am at the moment trying to gain well just trying to increase muscle um and reduce fat a little bit um it's called like body recomposition so i'm just getting considerably more focused into uh, my workouts and making sure I'm working out hard uh, majority of the days or every day. Uh, and then keeping myself at maintenance calories now. So I'm at 80 kilos. I never thought I'd get here because previous to this, I was being a little pussy. And now I'm here. I don't want to lose weight. I want to stay at this weight. So I'm staying at maintenance, hitting all my macros, um, and then just going hard as shit at working out. And uh, we'll, we'll, see, we'll see where we get. I don't really have like a goal to be huge or 
to be shredded or anything like that. I'm not, not really fussed. But um, being more aesthetically pleasing, that's always a good thing. You know, it gives, that's always comes with confidence. Um, yeah. You know, people say that's materialistic, but fuck. Look good, feel good, feel good, play good, yeah? <laughs> um, but then you know I also I've been saying this for ages and it's just it's just hasn't I just haven't started it yet and well, I, I go into it then I go out of it I go into it I go out of it because it's very difficult for me one thing is flexibility yeah. and that's something I want to get better at and you know kind of exercising uh, for longevity just for like they sort of go hand in hand right like the more stronger you get the less flexible you get because you know you're sort of getting stronger within a range of motion but that range almost gets smaller yeah so it's important for recovery and you always hear you know sort of a lot of injuries happen because of you know the lack of flexibility or strength at the end of the ranges mm. so i think i think that that's yeah that's something that always like gets sort of maybe you know sort of deprioritized because so much effort emphasis is on sort of gaining and, and sort of improving mm. every week every yeah coming in and out of the gym yeah it's so um, much sexier than lift heavy weight yeah 100 like who doesn't want to sort of be able to sort of get heavier because that's something that you know people go oh you know what's your routine how yeah, much yeah. you lifting and yeah. it's like it's the first thing that comes out you, you don't go oh poor i didn't i did an hour and a half stretching yesterday <laughs> no one's like <laughs> no one says that shit ever but so dude for me working out running even when i, I promise you right now you can see, you're gonna think this is ridiculous but when i ran that 20 kilometers right that is an order of magnitude easier for me than to stretch for an hour and a half yeah it's absurd i know but it's it's just dude, I got negative seventeen on the sit and reach test. Yeah. Dude, that's not even yeah. touching my ankles. I think I think my my issue is hips and my hamstrings. Yeah. So like something's going on there because I'm I'm at least like half a foot away from my toes. And that's yeah. that's pretty bad. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. Yeah. Like dude, like yeah. there are some days where I'm tight, like I've just worked out and shit like that, and that's obviously uh, a bit extra, but Dude, I can't go past my knees. Yeah. I feel old as shit when this happens. I'm like, fire, I gotta, and my dad, this is like, the driver for me as well, I just, I don't know why, it's just something that hasn't, like, I will get there, it's just not in me yet. Um, it'd be driver for me is my dad's body is just wrecked. Um, he, like, he played, uh, and we all did uh, as kids as well. Uh, we played indoor sport, we played, Dude, we, uh, there was a time I think I was playing like five or six sports at once. Yeah, so it's ranked from over activity rather than under activity. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And not enough recovery. Would you say it's like there's a company down to recovery, stretching, or like what do you? Yeah. What do you think yeah. could have could have helped? Too much and not enough recovery. Like, dude, yeah. playing like I was playing every sport that could literally just destroy your joints, and then not recovering. So I was playing, um, you know, soccer. I was playing football. I was playing. Uh, I played. I only played indoor netball for a bit, but that hurt me so much. It was so painful. Um, indoor soccer, uh, all all the rest of that crap, um, but no recovery. Because in local sport, it's like they try and push it for a little bit. I'm like, oh, you should always stretch after the game, stretch before the game. But you know, it's local sport. You're there to socialize, have fun, kick a football, but also just play around with your mates. You're not there to take it seriously. 
So See, I, think, was... I, th- I think competitive sports and like whether it's kind of like, you know, sort of competitive social sports or competitive sports, you know, at, at like a higher level, that's where injuries happen. And it's because usually the intensity is quite high, right? Like people usually sort of in that sort of tier one, tier two of their sort of their heart rate level, mm. where it's like, you know, on the other spectrum, I feel like a lot of people who aren't active, there's this myth that needs to be debunked with like this idea that running is bad for your knees and like, you know, you shouldn't run. Like it's like, you, you've heard that, right? Like that. Yeah, 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 absolutely. That, that gets spread way, way too much. Mm. And it even like, even I caught myself thinking like, just getting back into running, am I damaging my knees? Is this bad? Should I stay off the road? This and that, right? And I looked into it and I'm just like, fuck, where did, like, I didn't have this own thought. Like this thought was put into my head at some point. Mm. Either, either through media or through like teachers or like whatever, right? Mm. And I think this needs to be debunked because, you know, if you look into the science, we're finding a lot of data is showing injuries happen when people get into a sport and they get really enthusiastic and then they push beyond their, their capabilities where they're usually hitting the PBs, trying to mm. go that bit further, right? It doesn't happen when you go out and, and sort of go, allegedly sort of jog at 6Ks and make it 7 and you progress a bit overload. That yeah. just doesn't happen unless you're really heavy or, and like you're sort of going faster than you can or your running form is, is really bad. And for most people, it automatically corrects as you get stronger. So mm. I feel like it's something that needs to be debunked. You know, this idea that I don't run because I'm worried that it's going to be bad for me in my old age. So mm. there's two sides of it, right? There's what's happened to your dad and then there's this kind of, people who've taken that idea and gone, oh, I don't want to, I'm going to be lazy because I, I don't want to be damaged in my old age. <laughs> yeah. And then they're, yeah. yeah, they go lazy and then they're surprised why their body just deteriorates. They've got like no muscle, no actual foundation to live aged with. Like, you know, what's, what's the, um, isn't, oh, I'm not sure if this stat is correct, but I've heard it before. Isn't the like number one killer, not the, maybe not the number one, but like, Something that happens very regularly to old people is that they break their hip, then they can't move, so they go into hospital, then they start deteriorating because uh, all that kind of, you know, that's just domino effect. So one, like if your body is not foundationally solid, you know, it's a real, a real slippery slope between, you know, oh, I'm okay, I can just walk around, I'm in okay shape to GG boys. Yeah, yeah. Well, look, with, without without a doubt more mobility issues in old age comes from you know a lack of inactivity than it does from activity at least at least that's the way i see it you know barring very laborious like manual labor jobs where that can take its toll because it's that consistent sort of you know problem over time yeah 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 that was my dad as well he worked he's worked in um labor intensive jobs his whole life so plus playing like local sport or just sport in general um like that's that's probably too much and i don't think like either of, either of us are saying hey go and do that because clearly that doesn't work but it's like get outside go for a little jog you know get in the gym i think a key point is we're, we're talking about exercising for longevity you know so you know exercise to build a foundation for your body for your old age if you're if you're starting out and like you consider yourself like a beginner or like 
you know, you've, you've kind of, I guess the benchmark is if you can't do sort of like three to five Ks, uh, a three kilometer to five kilometer run after, you know, a month or so, you're probably maybe in the beginner or you're sort of starting to get into the fitness thing. If you're in that category, I think taking a minimum two days rest a week is, is a good place to start. But doing three or four days a week is a perfect spot to sort of, you know, get into things, right? Once you've got about like, you know, uh, two months or three months where you're, you've kind of built up the strength and your sort of bones are acclimatizing to the activity, then really you can be training six days and just taking one full day. That's what most people recommend. And, you know, I think like even, and then when you go beyond that sort of enthusiast to like extreme athletes, some of them just take sort of like 16 hours, you know, from morning to the to late mm. evening is enough time. So like, I think this idea, you know, people either rest too much or like they just don't rest and then like they just get injured. Um, but yeah, yeah. It depends where you are. Recovery absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And I think this kind of like fitness journey is obviously stem from Johnny boy himself. Um, like for me he's just pumped me up and motivated me um and we build the last podcast for Argo Hesart we built it off kind of one of the principles that we're speaking about with the Johnny podcast which was extreme ownership yeah. um have you read that book by Jocko Willink no I haven't I keep hearing the names I have to I have to get on the podcast and start listening to some of those podcasts and have you heard called, sorry? extreme ownership no I haven't seen that so no, Jocko's a He's an ex-Navy SEAL. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure of his title. It's like Commanded General, if that's a thing. I don't know. One of them. He's just a savage, really. Like an absolute monster of a human being. Um, he talks about this principle of extreme ownership, which I think we've mentioned before on the podcast, haven't we? We have. We have. Um, yeah. if, if not on, you know, sort of on the on Doc and Mark show, like we've definitely had it when when either... You know, Johnny Boy came on, or when you guys did the podcast um, mm. on the just, hardcore head start channel. Probably just to define, right? Like, really, really basically, it's uh, taking responsibility for all things in your life. Yeah. Right. So there's a lot of shit things that happen in that happen in life. Life is, intent, you know, intuitively, it's it's about like life is suffering all the time, right? If you speak to about Jordan Peterson, that's what he says. Life is suffering, but um there's two kind of ways to go about life you can either let life just be suffering and you know play the victim mentality and blame everyone else for all your problems or you can become that responsible adult who decides to take ownership for everything that happens and find solutions for all the problems right so to have the discipline to be able to be like that um and you know that's what thinking about discipline allowed me to be like kind of go further down the uh, uh, fitness journey. Yeah. Yeah, that's, man, I, I feel like, yeah, Jordan Jordan Peterson has, like, really been at the front of my mind. And, okay. you know, just, uh, I think it started with watching the Yon Me Park podcast. Yeah. Dude, that was unreal, dude. Yeah. I watched, I watched that a, about a week ago. So, like, yeah. um, I only just recently watched it. And then sort of seeing a few people sort of post about Jordan Peterson recently. I don't know, like, um, you know, why it's almost like, I'm, I'm sure it's like a filter just because I've started watching Jordan Peterson. I'm, I'm sort of noticing sort of other people talk about it. But I love how eloquent he is. And he talks about this idea of 
um, you know, sort of finding meaning through struggle, right? Mm-hmm. And further to that, he sort of talks about, um, I think it was either his child, but he talks talks about like the topic of depression and like what advice he would give give to sort of, you know, someone with, with depression. And basically, you know, he says something along the lines of, um, he says something along the lines of, you you don't want to tell someone who is depressed like and ask them if they're they're okay or, or tell them everything's going to be okay because that's the worst fucking advice you can possibly tell mm. someone who who's been doing exactly what they've done and it hasn't been okay right mm. so he goes you should tell the the child or the person that's suffering that they are they can be incomparably better than what they are right now and through through pushing themselves and through through uh through suffering they can find meaning in life so it's like mm. they can use that as sort of like their their power right um and, and i can't remember the, the exact quote actually no i've got it here let me look at this man something i prepared earlier <laughs> <laughs> all right so yeah instead of butchering it i'll read from my notes so you can be in incar- incomparably better across multiple dimensions and in pursuit of that um of of that trying to be better you'll find meaning in life and that will give you the antidote to the suffering shit read that one more time so you can be incomparably better across multiple dimensions and in pursuit of that better you will find meaning in life and that will give you the antidote to suffering. Shit. And I think I think like the whole thing behind that was he's sort of empowering someone that is in a position of being helpless to being powerful, right? You can be you can be a monster, you can be a savage and then you can find out how to be kind. Mm. If you're weak, you're not in a position to be strong. And mm. I think you you sort of talked about this sort of, you know, this concept um yeah um jordan i think unfortunately a lot of life struggles are self-fulfilling so we put ourselves in those positions um and then feel sorry for ourselves which makes them worse which means we suffer more which turns us into kind of like a weaker person and a weaker person is never going to be able to you know, get themselves out of that suffering unless they make some form of change. So I, I talk regularly about being like the person that, uh, if we talk about wealth or money, right? For you to be wealthy, you have to be the person that can accept wealth and actually create wealth. You can't just be the same person that you are. If you're going to get yourself out of any life suffering, you have to evolve, right? We speak a lot about Kaizen philosophy as well. You have to consistently um achieve progression you have to always pursue progression you have to become a different person at all times and if you're weak at the moment it doesn't mean you can't be strong it just means you need to change the person you are to become strong hmm. right and yeah, that's, that's the education that's just, as you're sort of saying that like to build on that i i think of the idea of you know to you know that saying of to achieve what you haven't achieved you have to be willing to do things that you haven't done like it's kind of you know, in order 
to have a different outcome, you have to be willing to do things differently. Yeah. I think sometimes in that vulnerable position, it can be hard to see a different path because everything you've tried up to that point may have felt sort of helpless or not yeah. sort of, you know, resulted in a different outcome. Yeah. yeah, that's that's what it's about though. Like, dude, making those mistakes and fucking up and shit, I'm in a bad place at the moment. Like, it just gives you an opportunity to become better. Yeah. All I the think, time. I think like that, so that was like an interesting take on, on sort of depression, right? A person who's more vulnerable. And, you know, that's that's sort of like the depression of like, hey, I feel sad all the time. Like I sort of, I wake up and I feel like, you know, my family has passed away. That kind of sadness sticks with me all the time kind of feeling, right? That's the intense kind of depression. But for people who are just kind of like stuck in a rut or whatever, not, not you know, sort of just like lacking that vigor in life, right? To try to sort of push more. I think for those kind of people, they're the ones, you know, who need to take more risk and like what johnny boy talks about is this idea of like you know you have to go through failure and like sort of understand what failure is right and something i found like super interesting and i've, I've written it down here is that failure i think it was was it goggins no yeah it was oh it was, it was yeah so it was this sort of saying um, i'll read it out to you so it's this idea that failure does something that success could never do right mm. it allows you to be able to see yourself honestly for who you are yeah so in moments of failure when you you know you you, you deem yourself to sort of you know not you know not living up to your own standards you can then look at yourself and go okay at least i know this is where i'm at and so what what are you what am i going to do about it mm. you know what i mean whereas like when you're getting like these medals and like you're getting pats on the back saying, hey, you're the fucking best, man. Like that doesn't allow you to look at yourself objectively to know where you're at mm. with your journey. So I thought that was that was really interesting. No, that's deep, man. I think, dude, there's a lot of, um, and we're both, both of us are very aware of the fact that, you know, depression is a massive problem. There's a lot of people out there who are hurting and, um, you know, mental health problems are, they're just massive. You know, and, and they are a real thing. But for a lot of people, uh, if you're not an extreme case, un- unfortunately, like the, the answer is not to do what you're already doing. Right? You have to be aware of the fact that change is not only constant, it's necessary. You know, a lot of people, I see a lot of people drowning in just like that kind of rut of quiet, destri- um, well, what is it called? Quiet desperation. Jesus, sorry. I just had a little <laughs> glitch then. I just glitched. Quiet desperation, you know. Um, and it's, you know, it's really, really brutal to see that, but people don't do the thinking or the take action towards actually finding out what they want in life. Like you're, you're, you're 30, right? And I'm 23. Uh, 24, just turned 24. I've been doing that so often lately, right? But one thing that we can... Um, both speak upon is we've actually thought about what we want for the rest of our life yeah right and we can find meaning in attempting to achieve those things now if we make mistakes we know that okay that's not the right path to go down thank you for that mistake i can now you know realign myself and get back on track 
but without us kind of moving in a certain direction, you know, I mean, if you're not moving in a direction, what are you doing? You stand in fucking still. <laughs> Which is going backwards. <laughs> Which is going backwards. So it's um, people, yeah, just people don't, I think it is a scary thing and it actually definitely is a scary thing to think about what you want for the rest of your life and where you want to go and et cetera, et cetera, but it's necessary. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, it's 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 certainly like yeah important to sort of yeah certainly important to reflect and you know sort of look at yourself honestly you know with with you know sort of uh, without sort of the beer goggles or like the you know just being able to sort of be honest with yourself. Mm. Yeah, that bias right clouds our judgment. <laughs> People justify things so easily. Like, I'm moving in the right direction because I read four pages of a book a day. Good on you, pal. Fucking proud of you. Like, get cracking, man. You think four pages are gonna a day, or like, you know, you ran or you walked ten meters a day? What is that gonna lead to? Like, there's a difference between starting small and just attempting to justify nothing. So, I don't know, I think I found that progression and, and I guess the route to whatever success I have at the moment is always built through uh, doing more and achieve. not doing more is not the right thing, but um, trying to pursue things, you know, experimenting more, trying new things, uh, accumulating more knowledge so that I have the know-how to do those things you know it's not through doing whatever that, like the definition of insanity is to do the same thing over and over and expect a different result if you want to be fit start exercising if you want to be wealthy start learning how to make money and if you're not doing those things then you're not taking the action necessary to achieve that goal right yeah i think i think it comes back to measuring it and assessing it and then just being persistent and trusting in the process right so whether you're reading every day you're writing every day just stick with something long enough so you can see you know the you can see the challenges and then you can and you can and then you can also have time to figure out a strategy to get around those obstacles so you've got that you know that sense of achievement mm. like with the running thing that you're doing at the moment right we spoke about it was the last podcast or maybe the one before? Oh, sorry, the waking up early, right? So you get more time, I should say. Like if, By the way, and, I'm, waking, I'm, I'm waking up like 6, 6.30 easily now. See? It's been like three weeks, yeah. <laughs> it's been three weeks. Like it's, But imagine if you just didn't start that. Yeah. Oh, dude, I've, I've been, for the past two years, I've been waking up at like 8, 8.30. And like it got to a point where I literally felt like I couldn't get up an hour earlier that's how that's how ridiculous it sounds now mm. you know just thinking about that and i'm like yes it's a bit uncomfortable but it's not fucking impossible right like and that's what like you justify to yourself and i, I promise you you ask a bunch of people who are regularly waking up at 8 30 now if they can get up at seven on a regular basis and they'll tell you that you know on a scale of one to ten how hard it will it be for you to wake up an hour and a half earlier for the next six months I guarantee you'd be 
it'd be up there pretty hard for most people. Yeah, I'll, I'll be like relatively brutal right now. Um, and I know you're working towards it, so it's great. But waking up at five o'clock is not hard. And people are going to say, oh, it's fucking impossible. I'm just a nut. No, you just haven't put in the time to attempt it. You haven't believed in yourself enough that you can actually achieve it. It is like we, our standards are so high personally and in this house that if you, if you just believe, oh, you can't get up at, at five o'clock, it's just not acceptable. It's not acceptable. I think an important thing to touch on though is you need to be, you need to have the first few hours of the morning need to feel important to you. Would you agree with that? Because if the first few hours of the day doesn't feel important to you, then your reason or justifying to yourself to get up early is a difficult thing in itself. So yeah. If you can tweak those first few hours of the day so that it's 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 a selfish thing, like, hey, how can I make the most out of these first three hours for me? That's when you're, you know, everything else falls in line because you're like, okay, I'm, I'm getting up early but this is what I'm getting rewarded with. And you need to sort of make that connection because most people go from, hey, getting up early means that I don't even know what I'm going to do in those first few hours of the day because everyone's asleep. And I'm also going to be giving up that social media time at night, which most people love, yeah? Mm. That last few hours. So. Yeah, but you can't just get up early. You can't do anything just for the sake of doing it. If you're going to get up early, like there has to be a reason for it. And that reason is to be more productive, to achieve more in your life, to be able to get what you want, right? So don't just get up earlier to have more time to do fuck all. Get up earlier to start, to start achieving something, right? Social media time, and dude, fuck, it gets me sometimes. TikTok, dude, this algo is insane. It just sends me things I want to watch all the time. It's great, right? But it's not productive. Yeah. You know, you know what I've found? So, all these short form videos, whether it's YouTube shorts or like Facebook shorts or Instagram sh like shorts and, and like, you know, even Snapchat is doing it, I'm hearing now, right? They get you in this fucking like thing where like you can't, you can't stop. So like, I've, I've purposely gone, I'm not watching TikTok anymore, but now I'm finding when I'm procrastinating, I'm ending up on YouTube and going through the shorts and I'm getting stuck even on the Facebook stuff. And I'm realizing They've all got a similar formula, right? And you have to be aware and catch yourself going into that sort of mindless, like delta state where you're just consuming, right? Mm. Because you don't even really enjoy it, but like the content is just like, just addictive enough, like sugar that you want to come back and just have a bit more. Yeah, absolutely. Dude, some of the content on there is, no disrespect, but it's the stupidest shit I've ever seen. The fact that a dance, like, can go viral and like millions of people are watching it and just infatuated with it and then it turns into a trend what yeah. and then we I go the good... huh? I was gonna say I prefer the good old days where people were just planking on things you know it was a bit, a bit oh <laughs> you remember that shit what was that called was that was it called planking I think it was just a plank, yeah. Like, people were just planking on fucking random shit. <laughs> Dude, I remember that shit. Remember when it got dangerous? Oh, I'm, like, I think, yeah. where I, where are, yeah, people used to do it off buildings. Um, fuck, I used to do some crazy shit with it. Like, that, that's, that's just stupid, though. Like, it doesn't make sense. But I love how on TikTok, the, 
Um, and one thing we're trying to, well, we eventually will fix with Hardcore is like the information on there is A, it's very, very D class, but the thing, like the investing knowledge that sells or that people love is like a still short form get rich quick scheme. Yeah. Right? It's like pumping the fucking shit coins and crypto and shit like that. I'm like, there's guys giving, for, like there are some people who quality is low, advice could be better, but they're actually good and can help you. But it's not sexy, so people don't can listen to it. Yeah, the law is always now, fast, quick, instant answers, get super tactical, give me what I need. Hmm. How do I do it in three steps? You know? Yeah. That's, <laughs> it's the most clay advice thing I've ever heard. But. But you know what? I think there is an important thing, like on a more positive note, I think, like, on, you know, morning routines getting up earlier or, or whatever habit you're trying to do make it enjoyable for yourself you can make things work for you right so like for me i knew that getting my body moving would send signals to my body each morning and would make that first five to ten minutes a lot easier to manage because it's where you're sort of groggy and you're, you're sort of coming out of your sleep so straight away uh, i'm doing some exercise not even hard ones right like 10 push-ups 10 sit-ups take a little break, do that a bit more, just enough to get the heart rate up for mm. like a period of like five or 10 minutes. And that is enough mm. to sort of get you your body up. Because some people will, will sort of go to brush their teeth, they drag their feet to brush their teeth, and then they'll sit there, they'll go through their, you know, social media. That's going to make you tired as shit. Oh, absolutely. If like if you do some push-ups, you do some sit-ups, you take your dog for a walk or you walk around the block, you know, you do some journaling or like you write down your thoughts from the night before and then you you know you have some water or coffee or whatever it is for your morning routine you're gonna feel a million bucks once once mm. you're you know half an hour into your day yeah water's the big one for me um actually i found even very especially i've been trying to the last couple of months i've been um you, you'll see even just in this podcast or everywhere i have this bottle everywhere wherever we go um yeah. but especially in the morning like dude if you just like we've got these big glasses. Um, I think I've showed it on here before, but they're massive. I think they're one liters. And I smash them down. I smash that down first thing in the morning while I'm looking at trades. Um, what do you mean? It's in, it's in our montage, right? At the start. <laughs> oh yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, so, you, so you smash you smash quite a bit of water first thing in the morning? Yeah, I just, I just drink as much water as possible. And then... I don't know, man. Like I've tried, I think I said it before, but I've tried every, every morning routine possible. Like, um, f from when I was working at like Coke and getting up at two thirty and three AM in the morning and driving vans all day, getting home at five o'clock. I tried every morning routine possible. Meditating in the morning, I would just fall back to sleep. Um, you know, I've tried. What else? I tried grounding. Grounding is actually pretty good, but. I've tried, you know, working out in the morning. I tried, I tried every little thing. I tried, I've tried everything. Grounding's the one where you go outside and you're, you're stepping on grass, yeah? Yeah, you're stepping on the actual, the mother earth. And I, I can't remember the exact um, science behind it, but it's something to do with, I don't fucking know. Um, I, think, I, I think remember the word. It's, it sounds really woo-woo, but like, I think it's actually quite a good one. I, I, I have tried it and like, even just having sort of that cold feeling on your bare feet is quite yeah, yeah. nice, like first thing in the morning. Do the Jew? Um, and oh. The Jew, what's that? 
Oh, the morning dew of the grass. Yeah. 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 Like, I'm going to look this up because I, I should, I, I don't know how I've forgotten this. My brain must be phasing today. Here, grounding gives. That's a fucking electrical term. Jesus. <laughs> oh, my days. Where are you? I used to know this shit. Grounding, also called earthing, is a therapeutic technique that involves doing activities that ground or electrically, electrically reconnect you to the earth. Essentially, I'm looking for a word here. Um, I don't know. Anyway, point is, it feels really, really nice and gives you back to nature. And there's some science behind it with like electrical currents and feeding back into the earth and all that kind of crap look it up for yourself it's called grounding or earthing um but i tried all that stuff right and some of it works for a little bit but the one thing i found that works is just me deciding that i'm gonna get up yeah. and start my day that's it you know i splash some cold water on my face have some water and get cracking that's it there's no priming there's no yelling at the fucking world there's no meditation like i just i just get up and i go and and that's it yeah it makes sense i mean it's probably it's probably like a, a commitment accountable thing right like you sort of sit on it and you kind of go all right this is something that's important to me i'm gonna do it and you believe that so you're almost like transitioning from that like i'll think about it to no i'm gonna do this right and your mind once it's set on something, I guess because you've got that new belief, you'll find things to help you sort of solidify that belief mm. because you want to you want to find that confirmation bias. Like, yes, I'm getting up. This feels good. Yes, I'm getting up. That allowed me to do this. And that in itself can be a solution too. Um, but for, yeah, I feel like for a lot of people, usually like water or like movement seems to help, especially if you're like a bit like groggy in the morning. Mm. Um, but certainly like you know if you're disciplined anyway you probably don't really have that much of a struggle to get up like super early um and one of the things i noticed though like so along with um sort of getting up early i, f I find i've got little things like for example um instead of most of the time i'm really good and i'll wash like bowls and cups like straight away but the moment I start going, oh, I've, I've, I've washed everything today, but I'll just leave this one cup and I'll come back and clean it later. That two minutes of like letting that inertia build up spills into the rest of my day. So mm. now like as soon as I catch that thought, I'm just like, nah, fuck it. I have to clean it right then and there because yeah. I recognize that my mind is slowly slipping up there. And I'll definitely like clean, and I'll definitely like clean those cups and bowls that same day anyway. But it sounds a bit trivial, but for me, I find that like I'll start with the cup and then, you know, I'll have the intention to wipe down my desk and just sort of like, you know, put that off and that only takes two minutes to do. And it's almost like anything that's that's in motion stays in motion. So if you keep training your brain to go, oh, that's only going to take two minutes, I'm going to yeah. do it right then, your mind does it more automatically and it doesn't create that sort of friction anymore. Yeah, and the old snowball effect, huh? Effect. yeah gets you every time I, I think that's like a for you personally if i if you don't mind me commenting that's a awesome thing for you because that means your standards are obviously raising yeah right that's been something we've been talking about the last couple of months and um there's a few podcasts on it like 
raising your standards is is so important. It's becoming you know you're taking yourself to that next level. Yeah. Which, that's nothing but a good thing, eh? Until it becomes automatic, you gotta yeah. just drill it. Yeah. I see. I, absolutely, like that. The way I can compare or relate to that is with the detail cleaning here. Dude, if I do it by like eighty-five percent instead of a hundred percent, it's not. A, it's not a very good feeling. No, it's not. Like I, it's not a good feeling, man. Like it's intense, but I, it's intense. But yeah, and I think that's that's an amazing credit to you, bro. Like your standards are raising, and I'm sure that's coming from all the content we're putting out and the content you're involved with, and just the whole vibe of Hagor and us at the moment is killing it, yeah. Well, that's it. Like, a lot of it becomes easy too. The more you just make it a habit, the opposite is true. So when you get into the habit of, you know, in your case, like say cleaning 85% of the, of the job done, right? That means that you're allowing that to happen next time and then that slowly becomes the easier option. Mm. So it's not like, you know, sort of holding yourself to a high standard is always hard. It's just you have to make it a habit where it's automatic. Mm. I mean, especially when it's things that aren't very time consuming, right? You know, there's more sort of two minute task or like half an hour task. They're not big, right? But it's like, you know, say something takes an hour then that's where like, you know, that's where you might have a bit of more patience, but you kind of work up and make that sort of like a, a habit to like running, I suppose. Mm. It's the small details, man. If you don't get those small details right and you don't do them to the best of your ability and make sure you have high stands with them, it will, like we were saying, snowball and bleed throughout, you know, the larger, more impactful things that you do, yeah. right? We use this, we've seen this quote and this is kind of like how um, to, I guess, mirror in a business world is if you ever meet someone who's an employee at the moment who's planning on starting their own business but they're lazy, they're like, oh, you know, when I start my own business, I won't be lazy. When I start my own business, I'll be, I'll work as hard as possible. Mm. Mate, that's not how it works. <laughs> your business is absolutely going to fail because quite simply, you know, you are your habits and you are what you do consistently. Yeah. I, it reminds me of the trading. Like if you can't yeah. make money from like a small amount of money or you can't be disciplined with a small amount of money. You're not gonna have discipline when you're you're handling, you know, more money or you're investing more money. Yeah, there's so many, there's hundreds of comparables. Hey, we we skipped over the one thing I wanted to talk about when we were talking about the fitness. G and I went, yeah, Chrissy G and I went for a little run in the rain, uh, and then not a day later, I see Marky. He's left his windows open in the car. And it's, that was the funniest joke. No, Mark, you went for <laughs> you went for a run, yeah, in the rain. Yeah, yeah. I got I got up at so so Jenny was doing OT, so she had work the next morning, and we looked at the weather forecast and we're like, "Fuck, it's gonna rain the rest of the day, so we better get a run in while it's dry." Right. <laughs> this is the this is the funny backstory. So we're like, "All right, cool." And Jenny agreed. We're like, "We're gonna get up at seven o'clock. I'm gonna drive to hers, and then we're gonna go for." you know, 6K jog. Yeah. My my stupid ass, <laughs> like has a peak outside and it's like drizzling and, and, and I'm sitting there on the toilet just like doing my thing and think, 
thinking, fuck, I wonder how long it takes to run to Jenny's house. So as, as I'm coming back, I wash my hands, go past the Google home and I'm like, hey, Google, how long does it take to get to Jenny's? <laughs> it goes one hour and 10 minutes by walking. I'm like, I'm at least like twice as fast as walking, right? So it's going to take me half an, half an hour. So I'm in my shorts and I'm in my shirt because I don't run with like jumpers or whatever. I get outside and the minute I, I get outside and I start taking a few paces, the rain starts getting like goes from a drizzle to like, like just that little bit more. And I'm just like, fuck, what have I done? <laughs> anyway, fast forward like half an hour later, actually 15 minutes into the run. I'm jogging. I'm like, all right. Cause you know, the first two kilometers is always the hardest, right? Like, yeah, you know, you gets me too. Up and it's just fucking hard, right? Your, your muscles or whatever you're breathing. And then I'm getting into the rhythm now. It's 15 minutes. And I see this fucking like magpie just swoop my head. And I'm just like, oh, fuck. And like, so, so I do like a little boxing, like slip behind. Yeah, I just fucking <laughs> the, the bird, right? <laughs> I just do a boxing slip. Just like slip, you know, <laughs> head movement, right? He gets, <laughs> he gets, he gets down. He's, he, he does like a little circle, like a, a little, little relay, comes back around, comes down to swoop me again. So at this point I'm like, oh, I'm fucked. He's coming again. Yeah. So I get my hands up and I'm just like, I'm like trying to fight this fucking bird. <laughs> but like, and it's funny, right? Cause. I always imagine because I've heard about other people getting swooped by magpies, and I just thought this is ridiculous. It never happens. Like, <laughs> it's never, it's never, it's never gonna happen to me, yeah. And I always imagine them to be like, you know, the, like if at least you're gonna get swooped, they'd be like the aggressive, like real fat, chunky ones, yeah. 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 This one was like, a, this one was like a skinny, like a. This would have been like you at your like fifty kilos or some shit. Like this time. <laughs> you got wishes. <laughs> tiny, <laughs> tiny little magpie, come comes down swoops me i must have been like close to its nest or something like it, and it just got like um i'm jogging backwards and then i'm still punching this bird and then and then i, I finally cover some distance and the bird stays away like the magpie stays away and then and the rain's still pissing down on me i'm just like fuck what have i got myself into? <laughs> <laughs> i get i get to, i get <laughs> i get to the front of jenny's and i'm just thinking to myself oh dude this is going to be so funny. I'm just going to record, record Jenny and see what, like how she reacts, like, and just pretend like I've driven. Yeah. So I get to, the, I get to the front of Jenny's, which is roughly about six and a half k's, and I get to the front. I go, "Are you ready for our jog?" And, and at this point, she's only just gotten out of bed, and she's like, "Oh fuck, is it raining outside?" And then she looks at me, and she's like, "You're fucking like drenched, yeah." <laughs> And then, and then we do our next 6K run. So I, I ended up doing 12Ks for the day. And Jenny was a bit uncomfortable. But like the fact that Jenny like said, fuck it, let's go anyway. Even though it was raining, I was like super, super impressed. Because one thing about Jenny, like ever since a kid, like she hates being in the rain, right? Like always yeah. an umbrella. Always, right? Some people don't mind it. Some people just hate it, yeah? Yeah. But she went on the jog anyway. And like, you know, she moaned and groaned a little bit at the start. But then she got into it. And then the rain clears up. I'm like, this is fucking bullshit. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, this is fucking bullshit. <laughs> yeah, we, it probably only rained like a K in and then like it just turned into a drizzle and then it just kind of stopped. Dude, so, watching watching Jenny's face on your Instagram story. Yeah. It was literally like, what the fuck is wrong with you? 
Yeah. It was so like, it was the funniest fucking reaction I've ever seen. She like looked at you with such piercing eyes. She was like, are you okay? Are you okay? Dude, the funniest thing is she asked you, did you run here? And you're like, no, I just left the window open in the car. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot, I forgot I said that. I forgot I said that actually. <laughs> so funny. I was crying when I was watching that shit. I was like, Jenny, of course he ran. Come on, Jenny. But like this, this is a big credit to Johnny Boy. And I think like the, the idea of how a planted seed can sort of make you sort of set your standards higher yeah yeah for sure you know sort of seeing johnny boy talk about it and then seeing you guys do it it just made me want to sort of put out and just fucking get after it you know sort of yeah have that sort of same mindset that was g's first like really um he's been really motivated by that podcast as well that was his first like really run in the rain like just and it was really cool on it to see his face of like see um like he looked at the rain and everyone else's and the whole thing I was saying the whole run because I've, I've done it a few times um, yeah. the whole thing I was saying is like no one else is out here you know this is David Goggins thing we're out here because no one else is they're in there watching their TVs relaxing chilling we're out here yeah. fucking running you know we're going hard you know it just um, I don't think you know, people will argue that's egotistical and in my opinion it's like a sign of strength sign of power you know it's like we're, we're trying to be the best version of us uh, and we put ourselves in uncomfortable situations on purpose to be able yeah. to, you know to build that mental fortitude so when stressful times come it's not a concern or we can deal yeah, with them better yeah I, I think like it's it's a selfish thing too like you just get that sense of achievement because you're sort of doing it on your own like sure there's a little bit of you know like yeah there's a little bit of that um you know i'm doing something that nobody else is and it, it feels good and i think there's nothing wrong with that it's not like nobody's getting hurt from it like yeah exactly literally building up your own psychology right mm. and there's way worse things to do to sort of pump your own tires i think like you know running in the rain is is, <laughs> is an awesome thing to, to try yeah absolutely and if i hear one more person say oh if i go out in the rain i'm gonna get sick dude that's the biggest crock of shit I've ever heard in my entire life. I think it's an old lifestyle, like especially like with Asians. Mm. I don't know, like I'm sure it's not just Asians as well. I'm sure Western people say it too, but it's something my mum has said to me ever since a kid. Like she's just like, put a jumper on, yeah. you're gonna get sick, you know? Dude. And I'm just like, nah. My parents I'm said the sand, mum. I'm <laughs> sand, mum. <laughs> I'm out here eating dirt, mum. You think rain's gonna get me sick? You at your damn mind. <laughs> no, I, people. I don't know. People just. Anyway, let's not go there. Let's. It let's... felt good. It felt. It felt really good though. How, how was it? How was running in the rain for you? Like, what's what sort of goes through your mind as as you started running? Do you find there's any moments of like, hey, this is really uncomfortable, or like this is kind of like ah oh, fuck or was it just like the cold shells that just getting going is the hard bit yeah, yeah. oh f- dude it sucks it's not it's not fun <laughs> it's not it's not enjoyable like some of it actually is when you get in your rhythm and you're flying you're like fuck i feel good you know that part's enjoyable but that's about you know maybe three percent of your entire run the rest is like all right i'm gonna go do this i can do this oh my god ow ow ow, I can do this, I can't do this, 
I can do this. I'm fucked. I'm not going to break a record. I need to go break this record. I need to keep going. What if I can? What if I can? What if I can? And then the the question, what if I can, really gets me there. I was like, what if I... For some reason, I atone a lot of physical things and mental um, stresses to like eternal glory. Yeah. So imagine if I can go and do this. Imagine. Do you want to do you want to tell us more about that? Because that's I think that's interesting. It's kind of flipping that I can't do this on its head. Yeah. Yes. Imagine like I talk about a lot. Like I've said it in this podcast as well. It's like what if uh, you, to become a person uh, who has a lot of wealth, you have to become the person. You know, the, uh, you have to have similar characteristics to a person who would have a lot of wealth, right? You need to become that person, right? And I'm like, kind of the question, what if, is like, what kind of person would I become? What kind of person will I be if I can actually do this and get this done? Yeah. You know, and in my mind, it's just, I mean, every single time it's a, it's a fucking savage. Like, if I can do this, if I can achieve this, if I can go and do that, imagine the person I'll be. Imagine the amount of good I can do in the world, you know? Imagine the amount of people I can help. And it's about creating the best version of me as possible to motivate, inspire, and to help as many other people as possible. Because, you know, the, the realistic thing is I'm not I'm not special. I haven't done a whole lot, first of all, right? So maybe this people will say, oh, you, you know, you're not successful, et cetera, et cetera. I don't really care. The point is I'm just a regular guy and I lived a certain lifestyle, made a certain amount of sacrifices and wanted to achieve a hell of a lot more and I'm now here. Whether you think here is successful or not, that's on you. I'm pretty proud of where I am so far. But as Christian Guzman says, proud, never satisfied. <laughs> well put. <laughs> well wrapped. Well put, yeah. That's a nice little tiny bow on it, wasn't it? <laughs> I did like that. <laughs> yeah, so you know, that's kind of like what I mean by eternal glory is like for me personally eternal glory is like becoming what if I can become this person all the time. Yeah. So Yeah, you I mean, you spend so much time of like you know, so 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 like such a large percentage of your thoughts about what you can't do or how hard something is. What if you spent just a fraction more time thinking about what it's going to be like on the other side if you do, right? Mm. And it's kind of like that, you know, sort of vision. It's that kind of giving yourself permission to be able to be something that you're not now currently, but you would like to be. Mm. So, yeah. it's, uh, it's an interesting concept that I hadn't heard before. Like, usually it's just kind of got that, like, you know, just believe in yourself. But, like, this is kind of like going a bit further, visualizing and yeah like i think it is important because the whole believe in yourself thing is you know it is right but people yeah exactly like it's it's not deep enough man like how hey believe in yourself did that help me change your mind no not at all you know but when you start talking about your why you start talking about you know the kind of person you become you know dealing with life struggles changing certain things you know, being relatable because I am relatable because I'm just a regular kind of guy, you know, then you start creating the person that can potentially influence people for good. Yeah, 100%. Mm. There's, a, there's a lot of, I mean, you know, personal growth and self-awareness, a lot of it comes back to 
looking at yourself and trying to understand where if you have such a strong view on something trying to understand where that view originated from mm. so like for example you know running past 10 kilometers that was a view that 15 year old me while like sort of running at school you know sort of doing the weekend runs working up to a trial for like a 14 kilometer run that i didn't really want and i didn't really enjoy the sport at the time but i just did it because it was the, the the easy sport right or not the easy sport but like it was just one of the few options the the least um difficult one out of like all the choices that we had right mm-hmm. and 15 year old me did the 10k run and i was just like all right i've done 10k but i'm, I'm hanging out my boots i'm never running further than this ever again in my life mm. <laughs> and that stuck with me up until like 30 did like i'm like i'm 30 now yeah that stuck with me for ages and i just went out and did like you know 10ks with jenny i did 12ks the other day and like now i know it's like it's literally just a mental thing like mm. you know so it's good to understand if you ha- if you're placing limitations on yourself where where did it originate and where did it you know why does it make sense to you, mm, so you absolutely that down and overcome it yeah we put a lot of limitations on ourselves and other people put limitations on us by like being in a certain environment like if you're in a environment that just doesn't run that's an immediate limitation where it's like oh it's not possible to run yeah right but like one of the how good was the feeling right when you first came here and you first started running with us boys and you hadn't run since you were 15 this is like what a year ago now and you ran what what did we run seven eight k's we ran 8Ks off the bat. Yeah. Off the bat, zero <laughs> zero warning, we ran 8Ks. Like when you start doing those things that you, even when you surprise yourself on how much you're capable of, it starts expanding your mind instead of limiting yourself. And I think that's really important for people. Yeah, 100%. Just, you know, most people sort of begin the exposure, you know, like the exposure to the the struggles and the difficult things but like if you have someone who's got like their bar like 11 and they just take you for you know uh, 8k run then gives you a kick up the butt and (laughs) but it's a quick way to fast track to go hey shit i've just been way too comfortable yeah well absolutely like dude imagine um imagine we didn't go on that run the first time would you be running at the moment you reckon I go back and forth with running, but okay. I do it. I do it in terms of like a sort of like just for fitness within like the gym or whatever. So it'd always be like getting my fitness up in like a 10, 15 minute, 10, 15 minute time frame. So it was always like a, on the uh, anab- uh, anabolic sort of side of things, yeah, rather I than the aer- aerobic side of things. So yeah. I never like that endurance side but that was an area that i could explore if yeah. that sort of makes sense so naturally i feel like my body type is more comfortable with say like a an 800 a 400 or 800 meter run yeah so me too. i don't so i'm not really a sprinter because i'm not super fast but if i had to choose between sort of like endurance and sprinting i'm probably you know sort of closer to that 400 to 800 meter naturally yeah, mm, yeah i'd probably be the the, the sprinting type. I ran oh, state when I was in um, primary school. Oh, shit. 
Yeah. So, so the endurance stuff doesn't come natural for you either. You've just kind of, you've built up like the fitness for it. Oh, I wouldn't. I'm yeah. I'm pretty lucky. Like I ran regionals in um, cross country as well. Yeah. Oh, okay. So just being uh, generally like athletic. Yeah. 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 Pretty. Just pretty. Like in school, a lot of sports and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Just always like I could pick up a sport and be really proficient and like really quickly. It's just, I, for some reason, that just comes naturally to me, which I'm, um, I mean, not good enough to become a professional, so it doesn't really fucking help me. So, shit. <laughs> which is great. Um, but yeah. above average, but not like competing level. Yeah, not elite. Thanks. No, Appreciate yeah. that one. <laughs> <laughs> but that's all good. Hey, should we wrap up? Yeah, let's do it. It was uh, good, good, good having, uh, having our catch up and uh, I think we covered some really interesting topics so thanks for making it this far yeah absolutely um, as always we post on Sundays at 2pm please subscribe watch the goddamn videos because they're good and they're enjoyable and if you don't laugh your sense of humor is terrible um, <laughs> uh, you got anything else to say nah that's it just uh, you know do some, do one thing uncomfortable this week Something that you, you, you know, you know is going to make you feel a little bit uncomfortable, and you're going to struggle, and you're going to be a little bitch for a bit. But just do it. Get it done. Do something to test your limitations. And that's why Mark is here. I insult you, Mark. He pumps you up. All right. <laughs> Been real, y'all. Uh, let's go. Pack her up. <laughs>